here we go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 53 of CMD Towers Brews and Built. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, and my fellow host once confused Ambioid Changeling for Mr. Bubbles, Big <laughs> Tuck. <laughs> the Bubbles, he's the best. Uh, it's a little hey, bitty baby cat. Hey, shapeshifters and changelings? Question mark? Not bad. Uh, Not bad. No, happy to be here. Uh, I got to talk. We just got done recording uh, the first time I ever saw and or talked to Mr. T, <laughs> the command tower, the CMD tower. Damn it. The CMD tower himself <laughs> slipping right back into bad habits. Um, but no, it's crazy. We've been here. This is nuts. It's episode 53. I think we thought we'd Woo! make it to like 15 and then get uh, banned from podcasting. If, if I do recall, I would say the initial reaction was we're going to try it for like five episodes and see, and see what happens yep. right yep. Um, but actually so to celebrate i i found a new brewery here in shawnee that's pretty incredible go um, to hell it's, it's called go to hell it's called rock <laughs> creek brewing and you get the it is delicious right. it's uh it's they really know what they're doing there so <laughs> excited to get them some more time but uh I, i'm doing i'm doing great mr combo how are you sir well, I was doing great until you brought up effing Rock Creek Brewing. In the wrong uh, you mean, town. You know, we brought this up before. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm. Yes, I did. Interesting. Uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's uh, this is the, you know, I, I work for a major corporation. And so they divide the year into like halves. Right. And so this is the first week of our new half. Okay. And we did a massive reorganization across all of North America. Right. I remember you saying that. So, yeah, so it's been a whirlwind week. Uh, I've been busier than I've ever been not doing RFPs, which would at least mean I could be making money. It's just <laughs> been account shifting new, new, uh, I got like new support people. So it's been a whirlwind. Uh, and so, you know, I actually took some time today. Uh, me and Godfather Davis actually went and played, uh, I guess, technically 12 rounds of disc golf. 12 uh, rounds rather. of disc golf. 12 holes, yes. Uh, yeah, it was weird because we, we get there, we couldn't, we didn't initially know where one was, so it was like, hey, F it, we'll just start on seven. So we went seven, eight, and then what we thought was nine, yeah. but we couldn't actually figure out what was nine. Turns out, did you guys know this? Seven and nine is the same basket. Yes, yeah, they, re they redid it in the last like six months. So that's oh, like that's so janky. So janky. I have a question. Who is talking right now? Who is this? I don't know. It's someone that should know their place. They should know their effing place. <laughs> but thanks for tuning into the episode. And as always, with that Manolith commentary from Rich Chaos Records Studio, it's Squee McGee. Oh, it's Squee. Well, you know okay. I got to bring it up. Yeah, it, it's Squee. Uh, hello, I'm Squee McGee. Nice to be here. Uh, happy I see. to meet all of you. Okay. Um, this is a podcast that we do that I occasionally speak on. Um, I have one foil Manolith from one J. Besh. That going into a Kiri tonight. Just got here. Very excited. Godfather dropped it off on delivery from Mr. Combo, from J-Besh and J-Besh. By the way, you sleeved it three times. Amazing. <laughs> Thank God. And, and, by, and by the way, I give it I give it to the Godfather and he's like, so is he going to know what this is? 
And I'm like, yeah, it's like this really bad mana rock that he thinks is actually good. And one of our patrons gave him a foil one. And, and so he puts it in his car. I kid you not, like 45 minutes later, he brings it up again. He's like, so what's the deal with this mana list? I'm like, see, here's the thing. It's a card that could tap for mana that literally has at least 12 other printings that are better than it and probably the same dollar value. No, no shorter than a baker's dozen's replacements in the same ring. <laughs> yep. yeah, I but here well. we are, you know, a uh, squeeze got a lift. All, got a all the gratitude in the world for the uh, yeah. card that you sent me that the postage stamp probably cost more than the card. I it appreciate that. Have... The only thing I'll say, Besh, and like I have a tip of the hat in terms of sending this. I have a wag of the finger, not a signature, not a picture of yourself, nothing. Just a flat hey, thing. I mean, hey. hey. I wouldn't sully a manolith with somebody's oh, dirty signature. It has to be unsullied. Good lord. Yeah, he I don't want an artist you. signature. I don't want a person's signature. I don't want anything. I don't want a cat to step on it. I'm glad it was triple sleeve. It's in pristine condition. What, I'm going to get it. What a slaughter. What if, what, if, what if I were to send this in to PSA to get rated? To get rated. <laughs> Please do. Please do. For the love of Christ. That'd be the best meme ever. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Uh, I think I, I think I might do that. Besh actually messaged me on our Discord and said, "Hey, what's your address? I I have a foil manolith. I'd like to send Squee." And I was like, "Oh, that's super nice of you." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm never gonna use it. It's just gonna sit <laughs> in my bowl." So I figured I'd give it to him. Can't sell it. Can't use it. Time to give it away. Well, Besh we couldn't give it away until now. In a very <laughs> thick plastic no case. No one wanted it. I'm, I'm just giving it a quick eyeball test here. If I do send it in to get graded, uh, you know, squeeze probably saying looks like maybe a eight and a half to a nine and a half. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Let's see what the good people at whatever does this thing that you're sending it to have to say about it. <laughs> they're going to get the card and they're going to be like, what? You paid, you paid what to have us grade this? Yeah, I think I think a PSA cost is like sixty five dollars. Oh yeah, it is. It's not cheap. Well, well, well worth it for a man It's not cheap Good. at all. Uh, for those buying cards, just so you know, if you're buying a card that's PSA rated, you built in sixty five dollars to that cost. Enjoy. Good, Good gravy. <laughs> Well, if you guys would like to know ways to help Squee pay to get this Manolith uh, graded by oh, PSA please, please. Uh, and, and support the rest of the CMD Tower team the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. They do sell all the magic accessories you need. They also sell board games. They sell the CMD Tower playmat and sleeves. Um, and they also do have a TCG player so for all your singles. And they're pretty pretty competitive on the price. Um, if you guys would actually like to help us out financially to actually help pay for that PSA grading, uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels, but rewards vary from just getting access to our Discord, to getting your own CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, to even getting a Squee McGee sitting tight coin. If you can't help us financially, just share the content you're listening or watching to, because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course, shout out to Pink Royal, don't know how long this bit needs to keep going, but it's 53 <laughs> episodes in and we're still doing it. I don't think they care it's, anymore. It's not a retired bit. It's definitely not retired yet. Nope. Uh, and of course, stay tuned until the end so you guys can get details on how you can win that sweet land kit from level one. So Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series. Since we conquered our path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. 
So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's the grain build. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of said beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then the next thing is going to be, how does your board interact with the rest of the board? That's hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in variety strands and help distinguish subcategories like this ones and zeros New England IPA, brewed with Citra, Sultana, and Ella hops. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can actually do what it wants. And then the next is going to be, how does your deck actually close out win games, which this deck really doesn't have a path to do. We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then lastly, we have shenanigans, pet cards, just, you know, weird things that maybe fit the deck, maybe they don't. We call that spice. It's not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we do have a bottle capping. These are going to be big toxinized cuts and recommendations to the deck that are under five bucks, under 50, and a personal recommendation with no budget. The only restriction is we can't do mana only lands. So without further ado, <sighs> let's get brewing. This what? month is going to be the month of decks that don't really need the commanders. Yes. Uh, ones that function just fine without them. So we're kicking it off with the mysterious first sliver. <laughs> this is my five color sliver deck um, it's very mysterious so, what this deck does let me tell you <laughs> well it's we'll get to that so uh the the way that this deck kind of came into fruition i think this was the third deck i ever built okay built it while right. i still lived in memphis um and it was a sliver queen deck to start mm -hmm. and it did sliver queen things yes N nothing fancy nothing fancy there did sliver queen stuff and it was actually a pretty decent deck uh the mana base it didn't have aber duels but it had all the shocks it had all the fetches right uh, it had all the uh check lands so and we'll get into you know, it was where a, did they all go <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I stripped them out of this deck and put them into other decks I actually like yes. to play. So now the deck is filled with tap lands, uh, which definitely lowered its power level. And so I did that for many, many years, but I would never play my sliver deck. I still don't play my sliver deck. Right. But, of course, my favorite set, Modern Horizons. Uh, I, I own stock in that you set. You struck You struck out big. This deck, this deck well, struck out big in that set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I ended up seeing the first sliver and I was like, oh, that's super cool. Let's make that the commander and put sliver queen in the 99. Before we get it further into the story, Big Tuck, what does the first sliver even do? You would do this to me. All right, here we go. First sliver, <laughs> legendary creature sliver 7-7, seven, seven, which I think all of them are. Um, it is a, it costs Wooberg. It's a mythic. Uh, and it has Cascade. So when you Cascade, you cast a spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. May is kind of relevant. Um, not in this deck, but in other ones. Uh, put the exiled card on the bottom of your library in a random order. Sliver spells you control, or I'm sorry, Sliver spells you cast have Cascade. Yeah, so I thought it would be a cool thing. Like, a Sliver Queen is just so narrow. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, I have two mana. I'm going to make a Sliver, and that's kind of it. 
uh, for Sliver, I was like, oh, I could actually get so much value. I could do all these things. Well, let me tell you guys, it does nothing for this deck. And as you go through the list, you'll realize that all the cards in this deck do nothing with the first Sliver other than the fact that they are Slivers. And... I think this kind of goes into our MTG Action 4 that we just had come out on Tuesday where we talk about, I think one of the questions was, and I had misunderstood at the time, to where Big Tuck was like, hey, when you, you know, come to a table or your meta, if you have a casual meta, do you like depower down a deck? He meant go grab a different deck. I almost feel like subconsciously I accidentally depowered this deck by making the first sliver <laughs> the commander instead of leaving sliver queen. So uh, the deck is way worse now. I'm really hoping we can give it some bug spray and uh, kill this thing and then maybe lay down some roach pellets and grow anew. Uh, Big Tuck, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I think the favorite part of uh, this deck is when Billy Baldwin takes Sharon Stone up against a wall in like the biblical sense. And then if I recall correctly, your old pal Tommy Bergeron, who I think is in like some Nolan movies, he's like creeping off in the distance. So... What? I have no idea these references. Oh, well, sorry. That's that's Sliver the movie. We're talking about Sliver the deck. My apologies. Wow. We all. That's okay. a, it's an all forgotten uh, erotic thriller. Uh... I'm not, so I completely agree with you that I think I'm not, so I'll get out of it. I'm not a huge fan of sliver decks. I think they're all kind of similar in scope. They kind of just play slivers. I think it's very interesting though that um, when you, this is kind of, I think this is a lot of times of like commander's first tribal decks. A lot of people I know, they build their sliver deck within their first five decks they created, right? Sure. Just because it's like cool and like we all grew up playing with slivers when we were younger, right? It was kind of, they're kind of this like mythological meta beast of the thing. Question I have for you is, do you think that you would, knowing what you know now, if you didn't have a sliver deck now that you already invested this time, energy and resources into, do you think you would still build one or be like incentivized to build one? No. Yeah. Then like I so do you do you agree with me that it's kind of like this is this is like the first this is like baby's first tribal deck to some extent, right? Where <laughs> sure. it's like Command well, Tower is my first is like big tuck baby's first website, sort of, right? Damn it, CMD Tower. <laughs> Get together, Big Tuck. What the hell? Uh, I was too wrapped well, so up in that movie ref. <laughs> so here's the thing. For me, when I built my sliver deck years ago. Sliver Queen was my commander. Right. I got her for like 30 bucks wow. or 20 bucks. Well, now she's a $100 card. Right, right, right. So I think the cost to entry for slivers now has gone up so dramatically sure. that now it's like, I want to do my first, you know, baby gots, you know, tribal. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll just get Morphon and do yes. Sliver deck. I think you can still do a sliver deck. It's just now it's not really a sliver deck. It's like, oh, I'm just going to grab this generic good stuff tribal commander, uh -huh. Morphon, and I'll have slivers in the deck because yeah, right. I want to do it. I do think slivers have the best synergy of all cards. They Creatures are one of the creatures. They have one of the, I think they're one of the only creature types to be consistent across all five colors. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, they universally are hated when they hit the table. Agreed. So, <laughs> uh, I, getting getting to the deck tech though. Yes. Did you see my CMC? Is that is that right? I mean, I looked at it. It's all twos, right? Like it's all twos. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, it's a two seven nine for those playing, which the is home nuts. Game. And you like you don't run a lot of 
Oh, you don't want a rod of like super hyper efficient ramp, right? That usually gets your CMC yeah. down. Um, and I think that's so. I what's interesting with that is I think that I think that's what's really interesting with the first sliver, where like slivers really they're only go wide, right? Like you want efficient yeah. slivers that have really good abilities tacked onto them and a bunch of them. So like in effect. I, I think the first sliver looks good to have like this low CMC, right? Cause you're gonna like be able to cast maybe one or two slivers a turn. But the problem is, is that like, there's this giant jump between like one, like the slivers that are like impactful early game are like the ones and twos, but then the late game mm -hmm. ones are like five, six, seven. And when you start, when you're like getting two triggers off of sliver casting, for the cascade and they're only like two or three mana, you're gonna probably whiff a handful of times, right? I've whiffed a, a lot really? when I've done first sliver. Yeah, I usually, I maybe get one, and what usually happens, because, like Big Tuck talked about, my deck is disproportionate with twos and one drops. <laughs> usually, right. it's like I cast a five-drop sliver, and I get a two-drop, right. and it's like, oh, great. great. And, then, and then it's like, maybe I get a one-drop sliver, or I'll hit a one-drop instant or sorcery that I didn't even want at that time. You can right. probably guess what those are. Um, so... Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it would be very easy for me to just put the Sliver Queen back mm -hmm. and then put first... I think first Sliver would be great in the 99. I agree. Um, uh, it's But I'm hoping after today's conversation, I'm going to make the decision of, do we have a clear path to where first Sliver actually makes better sense for the deck? Or right. does the deck just need to go back to being a Sliver Queen deck? Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree with all that. So, um, and also your land distribute your land distributions a little off, but you also are effectively running this on. I think by a country mile, your cheapest Ooh, land, <laughs> your cheapest land bill. Well, I mean, I do have a, all the fetches. That's true, and there's a couple of there's a couple of ones we might get into. Spoiler alert! But overall, you don't have any Everduels. You don't have any more of the shock land. So um, I'm not wasting that on this. <laughs> yeah, but it's you have a good point there. So, but you are. It's so funny where you're like you do. I think you do run all of the fetches, but you don't. You barely run any of the t any of the two color lands. So it's like. All right, well, I'm just going to crack this Marsh Flats and go get a Plains, I suppose. Pass, turn one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. All right, well, let's dive into that Rampant Great yeah. build. Um, I'm going to start off with, there's two copies of this card. They both, in essence, do the same thing. But this one is better if your opponent is a Sliver player. Uh oh, hold on. We're talking second. about Mana Weft Sliver. Okay, I'm doing the other one, Gem High Sliver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just do these simultaneously. Yes. So they both, in essence, cost a colorless green. Right. They're both 1-1s, one and they both say that all your slivers can tap for any color of mana to right. their mana pool. But, Tuck, what are the different, what's the key difference between the two? So I didn't even notice this until you brought it up. I just thought they were functional reprints. Uh, Gem High nope. Sliver is all slivers tap for this. Whereas the yep. other one, um, Mana Weft, is slivers you control, which is interesting. And um, I just now realized that, hold on. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so what I wanna say is I have only chosen the original art slivers. None of these nonsensical bullshit predator knockoff reprints that came out in magic whatever that is i'm a sliver purist and that's interesting however 
After all my years of magic and playing and hating slivers, I just now realized the new slivers, the functional reprints, just say slivers you control, which is very Yeah, so basically, whenever that break happened with magic, right. um, the, the, with slivers, I mean, and that probably would have been around, I guess, like the mid 2000s, mm -hmm. I would assume. Yeah, because all, um, all those slivers, I think, came out in 2014. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so like whenever that sliver break happened, guys, the pre-break, it used to just say all slivers have this ability. So even if your opponents have a sliver or something that we actually do see fairly often, changelings mm -hmm. would be able to get those effects. They basically post that little break and or hiatus. Now the slivers say sliver creatures you control, so that way your opponents can't get the effects as well. Right. So yes, you are right. They are almost identical. But there's a reason that, oh, no, they're even only, I mean, like, Mana Weft is two bucks and Jim Hyde's a dollar eighty. Huh. I was oh. going to say there's a reason that uh, Mana Weft's probably a lot more expensive. That's, nope, that's, that's the other thing that's crazy about Slivers is they're, like, kind of pricey just to get, like, the base model. You know what I mean? Like, just the ones that you need. Um, so, the, I mean, this is obviously, I think there's, I think there's, I think we can talk about like a lot of these slivers are pretty straightforward, but I think like there's talk, there's ones that are like must haves. And I think in the slivers, like these are both must haves. 100%. Right? Um, no and argument. then some, so I'm going to reference him twice, some psychopath named Single Aaron, he runs Gem Height Sliver in his five-color decks. Because he's like, it's a good mana dork. And I'm like, I can give you a hundred ones better. And he's like, I don't care. I'm from Boston. <laughs> wait, wait, does he also run man, uh, Manolith in that deck no, too? Uh, no, he does not. He's better than that, but I guess not by much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Tuck, that was your first one. What is your next card? So I just want to talk about this because, I mean, the thing the thing I think that's really cool about Slivers is, like, A, the mythology behind them is really interesting, and B, like, I just, I think that there's some cards that are, like, I don't know how to describe it. They're just kind of, like, they're really cool, and but, like, also kind of terrifying about Slivers, right? Because they were just this, like, mindless automaton. They're pretty much like the Borg. For all you Star Trek nerds out there, and also second fourth those nerds, here we are. Oh. <laughs> and yourself. So I actually want to talk about a land, one of the best lands in the deck. Yep, uh, we're talking about it together. Three, two, one. Sliver, Sliver Hive. Hive. So I'll read the outside of the card, wow. and you have to read the inside of it. Okay, Sliver Hive is a land. It's a rare. That's from M15 and costs eight dollars. Yeah. I hate you. Uh, and it basically has. It has it has three effects. Uh, you can tap it to add a colorless uh, for any spell. You can tap it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and you can only use that for sliver spells. And then you can pay five colorless tap, put a 1-1 one, one sliver uh, token on the battlefield, but you can only activate that if you already control the mm -hmm. sliver, which I, I do think that's some interesting tech that they put in there right. to where you can't just play this, just make slivers to make slivers. You have to be in a sliver deck to do this it. This can't just be your commander, right? This, this yeah. one card. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's really... Um, I think, so I remember playing this deck before when you had it, you were running this deck and you happened to top deck Sliver Queen and that was the best card you played the entire game, right? And I think yeah. what's interesting and like where this, where it's easy to see this stuff and be like, okay, five mana for a one, one, sure. But in reality, that five mana is for a one one plus one plus one plus flying plus death strike plus whatever the case may be, right? All the eternal so ETB effects. Yes, yes, exactly, right. So I think that's like where this is really interesting because not only is it like it's five it's five mana for a one one at 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 
the worst case scenario, this is a five mana for a chump blocker to block anything that's not flying. Right? Yeah. That's the worst. At the best case, the upside of this is so good where even if you have this on the battlefield and you have an empty hand, you're still able to do stuff every turn, right? Now, yep. I think the big thing that you also agree is like this deck doesn't do great against board wipes. <laughs> yes, but we'll get to that in the hop section. Ooh, okay. uh, do do have some tech for that, but no, uh you you, you hit everything on the on the head with it. Um I think this is a, you have to have yep. this if you're running slivers. It just doesn't make yes, sense I, why I you agree. wouldn't. Uh, it's a second, basically a functional reprint of Command Tower, yeah, uh, right. but with the upside of you could make sliver creature tokens, but you pointed out the board wipes. It sucks if you get board wiped and this is like your thing because you can't make any slivers. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're just kind of stuck. Right. So. But it's so good. And like, I think this is again where like sliver, slivers, to your point, kind of has this weird barrier of entry of. This you need this card to make a slivers deck work, and it's gonna. You're just like, okay, I'm out eight bucks, guaranteed, and this is the yep. only deck outside of um, Misform Ultimus that I'll ever run it in. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, my last one is an old school sliver, so it does say all slivers. Yeah. Um, and the thing that you'll notice if you play against a sliver deck, or if you are the sliver deck, is that they get targeted a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. Not so much board wipes. Board wipes will happen when it gets out of control, but people can't board wipe every turn because then they would never develop their board state. Right. So it's a lot of targeted removal. This card at least gives you some sort of benefit mm -hmm. when you get targeted. Opaline Sliver. Yeah. This is Colorless Azorius, which is white and blue. Creature Sliver 2-2. Two, two. Uh, all slivers have, whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Very simple, very good. but the the thing that you're with a, I feel like with a first sliver deck is you can't just run the slivers in your hand, cascade out, and then start top decking mm -hmm. because then you're not getting the benefit of the cascading. Your commander is literally worthless. Right. Yep. So at least with this, when you have your first sliver out, oh, well, I'm going to source a plowshare that. Cool. I draw a card. Mm -hmm. I'm going to murder this because that's the best removal spell in all of magic. <laughs> cool. I'll draw a card. Uh, you could even go as far as if your opponents wanted to enchant one of your slivers, like with my go deck, sure. hey, you can't attack or block me. Hey, I'll draw, I'll draw a card. A card. Yeah, pass, I'm, I'm, pass I'm a prism season to D sphere because even like the Texas sphere will tag it. So, oh, yeah. look at this tech. All right. So, <laughs> if and when you go back to Sliver Queen as the commander, which we all agree will happen, imagine this you have a bunch of tokens and someone's like, haha, I'm gonna D sphere all your tokens. And then you're like, haha, I'm gonna draw 10 cards. Now who's the asshole? <laughs> that is a good one. And I think, so do you ever. <laughs> uh, this, Has there ever been a time? Yeah, exactly. Has <laughs> there ever been a time where I have never, in all the years of playing and all the sliver decks I've played against, I have never, except for once, which was, which was intentional, see two sliver decks or two morphling decks come up upon each other. I think I might have ran into one sliver deck when I was in Memphis. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Never. Got uh, so you, you just you, you never see it. The, the weird thing is that it is such a pop. I think it's the number one most popular tribe. Yeah. I agree. Yet you never see the decks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any Every, sense. Everyone's always you, got you, one. You, you will see you'll, you'll see goblins, dragons, vampires, elves and elves before you see oh, a sliver deck. 100 uh, percent. Maybe some allies thrown in there. JK. Oh, you can see all of those before you see a sliver deck. <laughs> Consecutively. <laughs> all 
right, well, Big Tuck, what's your last one? So you run all of these in the deck, which I think are great, and I think this one is one that's criminally underplayed. So we're talking about the uncommon legendary artifact cycle from Amonkhet, and we're gonna talk real quick uh -oh. about Hazaret's Monument. So three- I'm so close to cutting these guys. You think so? It's right on the cusp. I don't, so I- I Read the card and I'll, and I'll let you, yeah. So um, it says, uh, it's an uncommon, you have the foil, which is gonna put you back a whole dollar and 30 cents, so watch out. Woo. Um, red creature spells you cast have one less to cast. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you may just discard a card. If you do, draw a card. So I, I, you have all five of these in here, and I think this is a, this might be the yeah. other one I'm talking about. And I, to your point, I don't think they're all created equal. Yes. So I think this is one of the ones that is actually worth keeping in for you, just to be able to filter out your hand a little bit, right? It's a May ability. If you're stuck with lands, you're going to be casting these sure. spells, bin them. Um, when we get to the uh, bottle capping, I got a, I got a couple ways that might be able to help you out with that problem as well. Um, and I think I wanted to bring this up because. Like I said, I think all of these all of these are decent. I think some of them are really good situationally. For example, I think this this personally is underplayed in a lot of Boros and a lot of mono red creature decks because it is that like bizarro card draw, you know what I mean? And sure. and it's also a pseudo ramp depending on who your commander is and all that stuff. So have, yeah, you have all five of these in here, and it's also yeah. difficult because you have your slivers are coming from all angles and all parts of the yeah. color pie. Yeah, so kind of, well, so my first thought on the cycle, the only reason I have all five of these in foil is I initially got them for my Sissé deck. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I was like, that's a terrible card. That's a ter That's just a waste. So let's pitch that to the trash. Um, second comment, I am part of that group that thinks that the the looting effect is not my favorite kind of card draw oh, okay. because then I'm also throwing away cards. Sure. I, and in decks that can't use the graveyard as a second hand or as a resource, that just is like, well, what if I needed that Wrath of God later right, on? Right, right, right. Yeah, fair point. Uh, lastly, with this deck specifically, I think in theory, just like the Sisse one, it's good to have all five of these in here. But then you start to look at a bunch of the slivers, and a lot of them are like either just a single color, right? Like no colorless, or it's two colors and no color. Right, right, right. So, yeah. It, or I have a bunch of the Sliver Lords. They're just five, five colors color. and no colorless. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm not actually getting any type of ramp out of it. Yes, I could get the cast in, I could loot. Um, and so it, once again, I think this is, I think I had the non-foils in here and I never play this deck, so I don't get to see it that often. <laughs> uh, and so I think I was just like, well, let me put the foils in. Right. But I think, I think it is one that, I can see it. I can see whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever I do with the deck, I may end up cutting certain ones. And like you said, they're not all created equal. Mm -hmm. Maybe leaving in the better ones to where even if I don't get the mana reduction, I still love the effect. Yes, agreed. I agree with you 100% there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the ramp and green bill. Now we're going to head over to the board state and hot profile and big tuck. Kick us off. What's your first card? I'm talking about, in my opinion, the best sliver that has ever been printed put it down, write it up. This is the sliver that you want to have. This is the sliver that you like to have on your opening hand. This is what, the sliver that you like to have on the last hand of the game and everyone in between. We are talking about Chubboy Gale Rider Sliver. This, oh, this yeah. is the best sliver ever printed for a myriad of reasons. Number one, 
Gel Rider Sliver is a rare that costs six dollars. So again, we're at what twenty dollars already just for the barrier of entry to get a good sliver stack. <laughs> good to know. Um, and uh, it's a rare from M14 as well. It's a 1-1. Uh, it actually looks like the old sliver a little bit, which I like. And I'm going to try this real quick. Masters of Adaption, Gale Riders serve multiple purposes useful to the hive. When they're not patrolling their territories, their majestic swings serve to circulate <laughs> cool air through the vast hive chambers. And the weird, the weird part here is the like bottom, air conditioners. it also says, I'm coming for you, Jimmy, which I thought was weird to see on that <laughs> card. Um, and then more importantly, it's a one drop sliver creatures you control have flying. It's yeah. insane. So again, we talk, I think flying obviously is really good and limited. I think flying something that we're starting or maybe i don't know i feel like a lot of people don't look at flying as how powerful it is even in commander how just that one yeah, semblance of evasion is going to push you over the edge so much right and since this is a one one for one you're already hitting your curve and again if it was if this was just enchantment that said choose a creature type imagine that this was imagine this was an enchantment right for two blue or a colorless and a blue and it said choose a creature type all creatures you control that chosen type gain flying Oh, it'd be like a $20 card. Right? Exactly. So, like, the fact that I think a lot of people will look at this and be like, okay, it's only good early game or whatever. Um, you're wrong, for starters. But in reality, this is also, <laughs> like, your Alpha Strike material, right? If you get into it, if you cascade into it, all that stuff. And what's interesting about this is that this card actually sees, like, fringe play in decks like Eureka that just want as many 1-1s that have flying oh. as possible. Since it's, Interesting. New, since it's the new sliver, it also has slivers creatures you control have flying too, which is just icing on the cake. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit everything on there. And I think some people might look at this card and say, well, based off what Big Tuck said, why isn't this a yeast card? This sounds like I plop it and I win the game. The reason I actually have it in hops is one of the things that I've noticed in decks that don't just have diversity to where you get to have flying. And a good example would be my elf tribal deck. Mm -hmm. On a lot of elves that fly, if <laughs> any. Um, and I've noticed where I lose in that deck is because flyers will come in and beat my face. Right. And I can't do anything about it. And so any of the tribal decks that don't just inherently, like, obviously you're not going to include dragons. Right. I, I wouldn't even say you don't include vampires, because mm, a lot of vampires will have flying. I agree with you. But, like, your zombies, your elves, your slivers, where you don't inherently have it, if you have a way to give everything flying, I look at that as more defense. Yeah, sure. Than more offense. So that's kind of why I consider a just standard card that says, hey, you get flying. It's like, okay, and some people will kind of roll their eyes because there's a card in the yeast that I'm going to talk about later that kind of does something a little bit similar, but there's a reason that I consider that one a yeast card over this one. I know but exactly, nope, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I agree with you. All right, well, my first one, and this is actually kind of where I thought you were going with it, because honestly, if this is my opening hand, I keep it. Uh, Mid-game, I'm happy. Late-game, I'm happy. It works way better than Sliver Queen. Doesn't do that much with First Sliver. Uh, we're talking about the Constricting Sliver. Yeah. Five colorless white, one of the more expensive slivers in the deck. Three, three, creature sliver. Uncommon, 45 cents. But it has this amazing text. Right. Sliver creatures you control have. When this creature ETBs, you may exile target creature and opponent controls until this, this creature leaves the battlefield. Basically O-ring, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. Exactly. Um, and so when it used to be a sliver queen deck, I would have this out, wait around, 
sure, I'll make five slivers, exile that, exile that, exile that, exile that, exile that. With first sliver, it's still nice because when I cascade, I maybe for one thing I cast it, I could get two or three triggers off of it and maybe have some more mana left over to do it again. But this card will just start exiling stuff left and right, and it feels so good. I completely agree with you. This was like, when I first looked at this, it was like six mana. Okay, maybe maybe we'll talk about that in the capping. And then I read it, I was like, no, it's incredible. Um, again, yeah. again, this is the deck, this deck only wins in the red zone, right? And what prevents, yeah. what prevents you from winning in the red zone? Other creatures. So we have something right here yeah. that'll be able to clear the board. I also agree with you, or like, this is a lot better with Sliver Queen at the helm. <laughs> um, and I think like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of slivers that have very unique abilities, and I think this is definitely one of them. Um, just does a lot of work, man. It's just brutal. Like, I don't know. It's just really good. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Clint. Well, Big Tuck, what's your next card? Okay, uh, so we are going to talk about another card, which I think kind of works both ways, too. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Pulmonic Sliver. Again, one of the higher-end cards that also costs yep. $7. Uh, three colorless, two white for a sliver. It's a 3-3 creature sliver from Future Sight. Yeah. Um, sounds, like a, sounds like a good song. Future, Future Sight. Uh, all slivers have flying, and if this creature would be put into the graveyard, you may put it on top of its owner's library instead. What? So yeah. I so okay. Obviously, this is a great card for this. Um, the it's also strange. Like this is where the first sliver just gets so weird and confusing, right? Because I guarantee you would like cast this. You're like, yes, I'm gonna get into something great. Land ramp or counter spell I can't use right now or more <laughs> ramp slivers, right? Like it's just so interesting with that at the helm. Um, but I do like this card too. And I think this is similar to Gale Rider Sliver where this also could win the game, but also could prevent you from losing it, right? Like, yeah. Prevents from board wipe. I, I, well, and kind of the cool thing though, this is where the tech with first sliver actually does work. Right. This is out board wipe happens. Right. You basically stack your deck, knowing first sliver is going to go to the command zone. You stack your deck in a way that this feeds into this, this goes right, into that, right, right. that goes into that, and basically you get to play everything out as best as you could. Right, right. So, but it's like again, this is why this is so insane. Seven dollars for a card that will only ever work in one deck. And it kind of looks like a nasty Lukey that someone like yeah. shot out of their nose. But I will say it's the old art, so it immediately gets a pass off of that one. Um, I actually there. So I thought I'm like moderately um, versed in slivers, if you will. And this was one that was like, ooh, and here we are. And, and <laughs> well, I'm excited. Where we're going to go next is a spiny boy. The Spined Sliver. Yeah. So this is a Gruel Sliver, red-green, 2-2, two, two, creature sliver, and it states whenever a sliver becomes blocked, that sliver gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature blocking it. So the thing that, once again, Big Tuck mentioned it, the way you win is you go wide. That's the way you do yep. it. And if you're trying to go wide, when your commander doesn't create tokens, so <laughs> your go wide is like five or six slivers at a time, maybe, um, you know, a squeamy-gee deck could very easily, well, I'm going to combo block with 75 tokens, right. and I'll just take out the stuff. This makes it to where I would kill all those things, right. because they are 1-1s. He starts at a 2-2. Two, two. 
And that's assuming that I have zero other pump sliver effects, exactly. which let's just be honest, there's going to be at least at one. Least, out at there. least one, right? Yeah. So this basically, basically this sliver says combo blocks with other go wide decks do nothing to me. Right. Um, and there are other cards in the yeast and some even in the hops and the spice that allow you to get that damage through. So it's like, cool, beef them up as big as you want. And then I'm still going to get the damage through. Something's still going to happen yeah. here. And, um, and it's going to be devastating. And I think the other thing that's like, this is just the interesting thing with slivers is like, if there was a, if this, this creature where it's like a two, two for two, that also has this ability would be like a bomb and limited, right? Like just sure. having all that stack. And I think that's something that we, that's something that you will see. And one of the reasons why slivers are very efficient and very easy to play too because they're all effectively on curve to some extent right where it's like a one sure. one flyer for one a two one mana dork that taps for any mana right like they all kind of yeah. fit on curve with their um comparative to their costs their power and toughness and their abilities so that's why I've seen some slivers make fringe play in other decks that make a lot of sense. Um, okay. Kind of few and far between. But yes, again, if you're going to be going wide against something that's even wider than you, this is the card that's going to help you win those battles for sure. Yeah. Well, and the kind of the cool thing is like once the blocks are declared, if you have instant speed removal or a, I know you're not talking about it, Cyclonic Rift. Indeed. <laughs> I just one shot you. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I just thought of that. That would be pretty like tech. Hey, I'm going to swing these three things at you. They're really scary. Okay, well, I'm going to combo block. Well, now they're going to get huge. Psych Rift. No, 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 no. But then when they, because blocks have already been declared, it's like they all turn into the zero ones. But if you, but how that would work is if you had one of your trample effects out, then that would roll over them. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I left out that piece. Yes. Yep. Need a trample effect. But still, that would actually would be pretty sweet. Or a card I'm not going to talk about, but um, another one of the board wipes you have in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Tuck, what's your last one? All right, so I want to talk about this because, A, it's another card out of your favorite Modern Horizons. And this is, like, this card's so good, and it's kind of fold into, like, a default X, Y, and Z sort of category. We are talking about your pal, Unsettled Mariner. Uh, yeah. This card also is close to home because when I worked at Mariner, I was also Unsettled which is the company I worked at here in Kansas City. Uh, you guys can also jam a cat. Uh, we are talking about Unsettled Mariner coming in at a buck 45 for Azorius. That is white blue. It's a two, two creature shapeshifter. It's a rare, uh, it's a changeling. This card is every creature type. Whenever you or it's a sliver, it's, sliver. it's also a hominid, uh, everything you can think of. Whenever you or a permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or an ability opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless his controller pays one. Now, that's already insane. And on rereading it, I just realized it says you, the player. Yeah. Uh, so this is like one of the few, like there's always, there's, there's always like the fringe arguments of like Chameleon Colossus, Tallrillian Mauler that are kind of like, you know, XYZ tribal things, right? Like sure. if you're running out of things, like let's say, oh, I don't know, pulling things out of a hat here, allies. You need something like that. Um, whereas this thing, I think, actually is... It's kind of incredible. You talked about how there's going to be a lot of spot removal. There's going to be a lot of yep. things like, you know... I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like... Um, hold on. What's that one? Uh, Bonfire of the Damned, where it's like target player gets dealt damage and it deals damage to all of its creatures. Mm. Those sort of sure. things, like... That one mana kind of starts adding up, right? And it could be the yep. thing where the person like is about to kill you or something. You know, like, da, 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 da. 
Well, that and um, they tried a maze of it. Do you have any mana left? Nope. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to hear it. And even. Yeah, I actually I actually have like five copies of this in my basement. Um, and I was I'm just now thinking, like, since it's not based on the creature type, it's like I should probably put this. I should probably jam it into other decks. Yeah. Like this would probably even be decent in my Atraxa deck, yeah. just to protect my Planeswalkers. Yeah, and, well, and, and exa- exactly to your point, permanent you control. Yeah, like it's really good. Damn it! All right, well, hold one of those for big tuck. When I come over, I'm picking it up. When I'm picking up my other goods that we discussed earlier. So, anyways, um, all right, Unsolved Mariner just does tons of work in any deck that you can run it in. Well, my last one is a card that I alluded to. I've never seen it play. No. I've always wanted to play it. And we talked about it. The way that people combat this deck, in my mind, should be spot removal. But a lot of times it'll be a board wipe. Well, what's better than coming out for one last hurrah after a board wipe with a thrilling encore? Yeah! Look at these bits! Nailing it! Uh, four colorless black instant from Battle Bond. $2.40. Quote first, welcome to the winning team. I agree, Slivers are the winning team. Uh, put onto the battlefield under your control all creature cards and all graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. It's so good. That is so good. So good. It's bonkers. Like, get all the end of the battlefield effects. I mean, this card, I think this card is kind of a win con in and of itself, right? Yeah, because you got to think, someone's probably only going to board wipe once my board's out of control, and that probably means everyone else is at a medium board state. So yeah, you board wipe, and the cool thing is you don't even have to put this on the stack. Right. You just, you wait for everything to resolve. It could be in step. All right, yep, I'll do here this. Here we are. Okay, back. You, tr- you try to counter that. He countered you. He, you packed a negation. He forced a will that so went through. And here we are, right? <laughs> uh, clearly, you're not talking about our table. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's insane. I, I think we'll talk about this in the capping. I think you need... We talked earlier about how your graveyard isn't really a resource. I think it's going to be. Uh, does that mean you're putting Marin in the deck? Honor <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I do, th- I do think Thrilling Encore should probably see more play than yes. it does. It does seem like a lot for five mana, but... I mean, kind of compare that to, and I know I'm going to get roasted for this, Rise of the Dark Realms, mm-hmm. which is nine. Right. You're basically paying four less mana, instant speed, and basically Rise, yes, Rise could be a super late game card after people have been doing it all game, but a lot of times a board wipe when it happens, it, that's like the majority of what goes in the graveyard mm-hmm. at that time. So I think for like four less mana, instant speed, and I just do it on the turn, I'm right. okay with that. But also, this is better than a Sliver Queen deck because you can hold up the mana to <laughs> trick people into thinking you're going to make slivers, but do this right. instead. I, I agree. And to your point, people run Living Death all over the place, right? And that's a oh, there that's, you go. A, that's a uh, symmetrical effect for everyone. So yeah. I, I agree with you. Throwing Archeron's awesome. Great card in this deck. Well, now we're going to head over to the Yeast Package and how this deck wins. I believe, Tuck, we are synced up on Let's this first one. Three, two, one. Cloud, Cloud Shredder, Shredder More Five dollars? <laughs> All right. So, Cloud Shredder Silver. It's Boros. That's a red-white. It's a 1-1 one, one creature sliver. Rare. Go. Damn it. Oh, it beat me in my own game. All right. Silver creatures you control have flying 
And that's it. Uh, fork trails rustled, talons clicked, a low sliver streaked a, a lone sliver. Jeez, I need LASIK. Streaked overhead like a jagged <laughs> lightning, uh, and the hive thundered. Oh, also, uh, they also get haste. What? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of why, guys, I alluded to earlier why Gale Rider's in the hops, mm -hmm. but this card's in the yeast. Yes. Because if he comes out, yes, your your slivers get flying and they get haste. It's bonkers. Disgusting. I mean, there's cards like there's cards like this that see play where it's like your creatures get plus two, plus two. I mean, or like, here's a great example, Crater Hook Behemoth, right? Like oh, yeah. if you're if you're this deck, if you can get there and get there fast. You can plop this down, and if you sequence it and people hadn't drawn a board wipe or like misplay it or something like that, you play this and it's over. You have 20, yeah. 30 points of damage on the board. People have been chipping away at them over time, and it's bonkers. And also, in your in your pet, which is ironic because you don't even like it that much. Your pet, your pet set Modern Horizons, they even they had they had the common GD courtesy to print the old sliver artwork but also yep. have the sliver creatures you control yep yeah this card literally hits it on every angle um and it's also a code. Me, this is i i think this is probably one of the i'd say this is top five best sliver cards printed. i i completely agree I have, I, you know what? I think this is better than even some of the uh, Sliver Legends. Mm -hmm. To be frank, mm -hmm. um, yeah, this this does everything. I absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, glad, glad you picked it. It's great, and I'm glad I ripped one that was a foil out of my plethora of Modern Horizon and stock. Ripped, and it was a foils. Well, Tuck, what is your second All card? Right. So we've talked about the cast in the past. How? Maybe we have a bit of affinity for some spooky cards. And this one is really going to make you cower for your blankets when it covers you in darkness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Blanket cover? Cover in darkness we're talking about, friends. What we'll color is in a black? Talk about an elongated bit. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it was subpar. It's okay. Um, Cover of Darkness <laughs> is an amazing card, and it needs a reprint like, whoa. Colorless in a black uh, for $9. As it comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures of the chosen type have fear. They can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. Holy freaking Moses. It's unreal. Like, for, for a two-drop. It's yeah. it's completely bonkers. Um, the the reason why they probably will never reprint this is because it has a stupid word "fear" on it, which is a deprecated bit from Wizards. They don't do they really. They don't, I don't. When was the last time you saw a reprint that had the word "fear" on it? Ooh, I don't know. I'm actually kind of interested I'm now. Kind of I'm too. So I'm doing that. I'll keep, I'll keep whinging on this. Uh, back when I was an Optiver, here we are. Uh, James Bond himself, uh, Alex Webb, who definitely doesn't listen to the show, he played this in a zombie deck, and it was the first time I saw it. And I was like, I'm going to go and buy at least 10 copies of this card. At the time, I think it was like 12. And it slowly creeped down in value. But um, I think that fear thing is really important, right? Like, black creatures, artifact creatures and black creatures aren't known for their butts or their brawn. They're always kind of like in between. And black is fairly common, but there's going to be someone at the table who's not going to be running either of these sort of creatures or these sort of decks. 
you're always gonna have a target for this. And again, since we can start chipping away at damage early and often, this being a two drop, you don't have to think about like, oh, am I gonna choose crab? Am I gonna choose cat? No, you're choosing slivers and it's gonna deal, it's gonna work with you the entirety of the game. Yeah, no. Um, and fear is one of those mechanics that you just don't see a yeah. lot. So everyone's always like, wait, what's fear? Again? Yeah, exactly. Wait, is it like the same color? Or is it like, if it's black, it can't be blocked by black? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and at, and at least this set had the uh, gall to just go ahead and, or this card to actually print yes, the full right. text, rules text on there, opposed to just saying fear. Right. But to that point, I am on Scryfall searching and I'm trying to find things that are obviously not reprinted and gosh man I think we're going all the way back to like Tempest Alara yeah. it's it's, it's I think I think they said it's like this this and protection from a specific color I think they said they're like binning or something I don't know I think this this fear fear got replaced by intimidate because then it follows the thing. So that's also a reason why this card is expensive. Um, but it's just, what more do you want, right? But the thing is though, they will, they could reprint it because they just reprinted Shriek Maw and Shriek Maw oh. has fear. I just don't think they're gonna do net new cards with fear Correct. anymore. Yeah, that, that's that's 100% sure. Um, so hopefully we see reprint this thing because $9, it's a, lot for, it's a lot for a two drop, but it does work. Yeah. All right, well, my second one is another way that slivers just can't be blocked, unless there's another sliver player out there. Uh, we're talking about a good old shifting sliver. Yeah. Uh, three colorless blue for a 2-2, which is not on curve, but the ability is backbreaking. Slivers can't be blocked except by slivers. Once the last few slivers, the Riptide project, project controlled were dead, there was nothing to keep an island from being completely overrun. Uh, so, you know, if you if they've gotten rid of your Cloud Shredder, they got rid of your Gale Rider, don't worry, there's a Shifting Sliver right. in the deck, and you'll just swing in for free damage and just kill everyone. I saw this where they had the, they had like the Hexproof Sliver out, and then also this, it's like, alright, well, I guess just keep, <laughs> can, can you board keep, wipe? Keep, yeah, keep drawing until <laughs> so you get a board wipe, I guess, and it's just, <laughs> and then they play the Indestructible Sliver, yeah. and you're just oh, like, which right, isn't in this deck, which is insane! Yep, no, not in it. It's it's nonsense. But yes, I think like this this card among a couple others are the big sliver payoffs, right? Like yep. these ones that are so specific and it's not like can't be blocked except by slivers and other artifact creatures or can't be blocked by slivers sure. and lands or whatever. It's just black and white. You can't block it unless you happen to be playing this or some sort of bizarre changeling deck. Yeah, no, it, it definitely, uh, when you plant that, that definitely all eyes yes. go to you. And it's like, how do we get rid of this right exactly. now? Exactly, before before we suffer its might. All right, well, what is your last All right, list? so this is the big boy, one of the big boys, and I, I've i never seen this card out in the wild. Really? No, never. Not. I mean, it might be in some sliver decks here and there, but this is the most, I think this is the most even more expensive than the queen herself. Well, this is also a judge promo. So I'll get into that and I'll, I will get into that. Wait, is this yours or no? no? Okay, cool. So we're talking about Sliver We Are Legion. Sliver Legion is Wooberg 7-7. Seven, seven. All Sliver creatures get plus one, plus one for each other Sliver on the battlefield. Not a lot of more to say here besides the fact that I think it's ironic <laughs> that every single legendary Sliver is a 7-7 seven, seven for five. 
which in and of itself face. is enough to like bash face. So I did my research here, and it, you do have the judge promo, but according to my research on TCG Player, the future site non non foil version of this is a hundred one dollars. The judge promo is a hundred and four. So oh, this is showing TCG player average at one. Right, I know. So something's something's potentially off here. But if that's the case, then you might as well pick up the judge promo. So again, I think this is like. If you're actually gonna earnestly build a sliver deck, this is an auto include, right? Like you're gonna have to pony it up and you're gonna have to put it in here. I think of the sliver legends, this one's probably the worst in the command zone, right? I don't know, because it could be something like literally, if depending on, it, it, you almost look at him like a crater hoof behind Oh, sure. Depending on what your board state is, if you just play him and you got like eight slivers, you kind of win yeah, the game. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, but that is, uh, honestly, I think the I think the one that's the worst is the first sliver in the command zone is first sliver and one of the other lords that's in the spice. Package. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, so um, anyway, uh, it's just insane. Like this card should not be a hundred dollars. And again, it goes back to the same point I've been harping on the entire time of. It's just because it's it's a hundred dollar card that's only played sliver deck and only played sliver decks. Have fun, sliver players. All right. Well, my last yeast is a kind of stuffy dollish effect um, because you got to go wide. Yes. You got to attack, but people are going to block. Well, spiteful sliver yeah. make sure that they get punished for it. So two colorless red modern horizons of course. coming for you, baby uh, creature sliver. Two two sliver creatures you control have whenever this creature is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target player or planeswalker really good the fact that they also threw planeswalkers on there too that like gives that you know because you could say that's the one thing slivers can't do is deal with right, planeswalkers yeah. other than attacking oh no don't worry spiteful we got it in do here it. <laughs> yeah it's so good because here's the thing people are gonna have to make decisions when you swing out and if you have trample or say you have some other oppressive thing when damage happens they're gonna have to block mm -hmm. And it's not like you're just going to lose your creature. I'm also going to hit you in the face right. for how much damage your creature dealt to me. You combo block because maybe I have trample. You're going to take that damage no matter what. So you're kind of in like a lose-lose situation. <laughs> and you want a Blasphemous Act. Oh, you're dead. my God. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is there a hidden rolling earthquake? I mean, I should run a Blasphemous this? Act in here, and then I could just do it, and then I win the game. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna cut some other card for Blasphemous Act, bring Sliver Queen back up to the front, and now this thing can win outside of combat. Holy Moses! Uh, I, <laughs> Holy Moses! That's a good one. He's out there, or was. Um, so until he got lost in the desert for forty years, that's a religion reference for all you. Krognards out there. It's insane that this is only three. Three mana flexibility yeah. that's just completely backbreaking. Man, oh man. And it's also ironic that it's also, this is probably one of the better slivers in the deck, and it's 64 cents. Yes. Just, just because, because psychopaths like you cracked Modern Horizon like it's going out of style. Well, and I and I think the reason is is because it's very under the radar. Yes. Because I'll be honest, I brought so every time guys when I do a bruising builds deck and I sort the categories, always, if I haven't 
done obviously if i haven't done it in the past it, you guys haven't heard about it but i always bring the deck up and i literally sort the deck by alphabetical order and i check it against my list and update it then because i got really bad on updating right. some decks this was actually in a pile in the front along with some other sliver cards um just sitting there like wanting to be like hey this could be in the deck and i went through and i did it and i was like wait a minute that should absolutely yeah, right. <laughs> be in the deck. And I, I actually think I ended up cutting First Sliver's Chosen for it. The Exalted Sliver. Oh, right, yeah. Because um, it's like, I, I'm never going to attack with just one Sliver. Yes. That's like, doesn't do anything. Uh, so, I, yeah, I literally swapped those two because it's like, man, he does so oh much my work. Gosh. Uh, basically a Stuffy Doll or a Brash... Is it Brash Taunter or Taunting? It's the Goblin. Brash oh, the something. Oh, new one. Um, brash monkey. That funky monkey. It. That's it. The brash monkey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, unless we got anything else to say on that. No. I think we're going to wrap up the yeast package and head over to the spicy bug of all. Uh, Big Tuck, you're in my head. What did you think? I did not pick. It was so hard because I was like, he has to choose this. And I, I countered it. And then I went back into it, but I got my boy. Um, this card is too cute not to be in the deck because of only literally one other card. Is this yours? Three. God damn two, it. One. I'm evil and change lane. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, that wasn't mine. This is yours? <laughs> It wasn't. Oh, okay. Damn it. I was at, well, okay. Oh, 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 are you going to go for the easy way out? I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. So Amiibo with Changeling, one colorless and a blue for one, one creature shapeshifter, 77 cents out of Lorwyn. Changeling, the card is every creature type at all times. Target creature gains tap. Sorry. Tap target creature gains all creature types in the limited turns. Uh, other tap, target creature loses all creature types until end of turns. So, the only reason I can only imagine that this is in the deck is for literally one card, <laughs> just in case you have to draw both. So, um, this is kind of a twofer for all you playing the home game. There's another card in here called Sliver Overlord. Shockingly, to everyone's amazement, it's a 7-7 seven, seven for 5, which is Wooberg. That's also a legendary <laughs> creature. That's a, that's a Sliver Mutant. So three, search your library for a sliver card, reveal that card and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. But more importantly, it's fine. Yeah. What? That, that, that oh, fine. Like, you know, you know, some some people think that it's backbreaking and it's so yeah. great and amazing. And like, yes, tutors are always great, but to just it's to just go get a sliver. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not white hot on it for a five drop. I've seen this run as the commander as opposed to other ones as well, but that deck plays yeah. a little differently. That's a little bit more like less token based. So anyways, but the big, sure. the, the big trick here that's really cute that everyone has in their sliver deck as well is that for three colorless, you can gain control of target sliver. Well, guess what? This little two drop biatch that's a one one can turn something into a sliver and you steal it. Have fun stealing your brushes. Have some have fun stealing your Brea. Have some feeling your Savala Call of the Wilds. Have, <laughs> have fun stealing where there's another one there where I literally just quit. What was that? Uh, oh, I think it was Saskia. That was really upsetting. Yeah, so if you're running uh, Sliver Overlord wow. as your commander, <laughs> go ahead and pick one of these up. Now, 
Are you? What's your thought on this in the deck? Uh, once again, it's a it's a spice. Yes. So, ambi- ambioid changeling is a hundred percent in here for that. But I will say we do see more tribal in our meta. Yeah. So think of like an Edgar Markov deck. Swing, give all your vampires this. Uh, I can't let that Butcher Malakir get this trigger. Got it. I can yeah. stop that. So it does have a little bit of defense built into it, but 100% it's there for the cute. <laughs> for, that, for that interaction. Okay. For, for just that cute interaction. That's all I have to say about that. If you say what I think you're going to, I'm going to quit the podcast. This could be it, folks. Alter the brood. No! That's a joke, right? Is this a bit? You son of a bitch. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I intentionally... Oh, I just spilled beer all over the place. So so here, here's the thing. Damn it. The reason it's... I have a reason it's in the spice package. Yes, I get it. Because you just wrote Silver Queen. It makes sense. <laughs> so guys, I don't know if you guys have know what Alter the Brood is. Does anyone? I'm not sure. Hold on, let me not even look at the card. I think it's an artifact. I think it costs one. So far, I so think good. It says something along the lines of if a permanent enters the battlefield under my control, each opponent takes the top card of their library and puts it into their graveyard. Hold Amazing. on, let me let Nailed me confirm. It. Oh my gosh, that's it. Oh, you know what? There's even flavor text. I didn't even know it had flavor text. Supplicants offer flesh and silver. Flowers and blood. The altar takes what it will. Eyes gleaming with unspoken promises. Ooh, I can even switch it. The supplicants <laughs> offer flesh and slivers. Flowers and blood. There we go. <laughs> so, so is this what... <laughs> is this what you feel like interacting with me every week? This level of being Wait. upset. Uh, sometimes I knew it and I was like there's no chance he's gonna choose it so I'm not going to either because I can't give him the dignity <laughs> and here's the problem it's if you run sliver uh, queen as your commander it sort of makes sense it's some weird it's kind of like Karametra it's kind of like Karametra it sort of makes sense oh my gosh so yeah, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think we're turning this back into a, uh, a sliver queen deck, but we haven't made that decision yet. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not official. I can't, I can't, I can't believe it, Mister Combo. This is, this is unreal. Come on, come on, guy. I knew it was come gonna on, happen. I knew it, but I just, I was like, there's no chance. There's no chance. <laughs> Oh man! Well, do you have anything to say about it? No! Come on, talk to me about it. I, How do you okay. feel about this card? All right, fine. I'll give you this: if we do switch this over to a Sliver Queen, it makes a lot of sense because you're going to be turning this stuff out. Also, I will say that this card, and I'm not saying this is your fault, although it kind of is. Last time we talked about this card, it was less than two dollars. It is over three dollars now. Well, yeah, that's because of the uh, new mono blue uh, Commander from oh, Jumpstart. Oh, sure, right. Because they'll say no and said, but still, yeah, I still think this is still think this is your own doing. So, um, there are builds of this deck where your graveyard is the resource, and this is actually a premier card in that. This is also the premier Mister Combo card, so not surprising this is in here. And that is all I have to say about that. Oh man! Well, guys, that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Good Lord. 
Now we're gonna head into the bottle capping, and as a reminder, it's gonna be big tucks and eyes, cuts and recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation with no budget, only restriction, no mana only lands, and I promise I won't do anything crazy to make you spill beer all over yourself again. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. So my first cut is gonna be Ghost Flame Sliver. That's on the list as well, yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a Rakdos Sliver, Black Red, Creature Sliver, 2-2. Two, two. All Slivers are colorless. I think when I played, put this in the deck, the meta I was in would play a lot of protection from insert color. Oh, okay. And so this was a way for me to kind of get around that. Right, right, But right. our playgroup doesn't really, I mean, like, I have a couple decks with swords. Like, Duff has a couple decks with swords or a deck with swords, right. but that's about it. Like protection from colors really aren't that important mm -hmm. in our meta. And honestly, I think from an overall magic perspective, protection from colors really don't matter that much anymore either. I agree. And I think the, the thing that this, you talked a lot about like spot removal being a problem, right? This actually opens your deck up to more of like the, um, the destroy target, non-black, non-artifact creature sort mm -hmm. of effects or destroy, monocolor I wouldn't get monocolored, but like it just doesn't seem the for the slots that you have in the deck the output of this seems very minimal compared to the input that you put into it which is just a slot in the deck right yeah so I'm gonna add in a card we talked about it a whole bunch how I gotta go wide I need to do damage yep. uh, technically card kingdom it's above five dollars but everywhere else it's below five so it counts yep. Did you realize that I didn't have a single sliver in this deck that gave trample? What? Wait, we talked about that like six times. Yeah, I know. No, not a single sliver in the deck gives trample. Really? So I need to add a horn sliver. Two color right. green creature sliver. Two two. All sliver creatures have trample. Yeah. It's pretty pretty basic. Wow. But we talked about like all these effects that I get and all the things I'm trying to do can't really do it if you could just chump block all day right. long. And I suppose the argument could be that you have enough other evasion of like the shimmering and the other stuff, but this, I, but sure. I, I agree with you. The, the extra mana invested into this, and this is like slightly potentially easier to cast too, because it's only one green mm -hmm. as opposed to two other things. Way worth it. Like even the cover of darkness that we discussed doesn't help your creatures being colorless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Love, love the Subhorn Slivers. I was kind of surprised I wasn't in there. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, it sounds like you're also cutting Ghost Flame Sliver. Yeah, we're gonna get out of there. So, what are you cutting it for? So, this is this is a super budget build. You probably have one of these because it's also from Modern Horizons. So, <laughs> the way yeah, the way I built this was less of well, it kind of plays both ways, right? Like, I think this is going to be a card that will help you with the the go wide with actual cards and also the go wide with token strategies that you kind of can go back and forth with so this is one of single aaron's pet cards as well shout out to you i know you don't listen to bruising builds so you can also suck it we're talking about etchings of the chosen so it's 44 cents out of modern horizons colorless black uh white as it comes into the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures that you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. And then also pay one, sack a creature of the chosen type, target creature you control against indestructible until end of turn. So I know you don't run Silver Hive Lord in here, but the thing I like about this, yeah. the way that you're running this, where it's if it's gonna be less of a token build, is I think you need more uh, you need more static effects that aren't creatures. So that when you get board wiped and you get three slivers out, you're not out of the game. 
or you, you can't come back from it. Um, this also can protect against board wipes, where if you have one of the slivers that are like higher costed, you can bin one of the smaller ones or a token or whatever, even your commander, sack it, give it an instructable, and be able to bounce back faster. Um, I've seen this deck, so this, I'm sorry, I've seen this card, it seems really innocuous and kind of like yeah. whatever. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I've seen Aaron run this in several decks and it just does work. Cause you like play a removal <laughs> spell, destroy spell. He's like, okay, you sure? Yeah, I wanna get rid of this. Nope, not anymore. Block it, right? Like you talked about there's like the single target removal. Um, I think this does, I think this would do you better if we go back to the Sliver Queen where you have just piles of Sliver tokens lying around. As we discussed, what? <laughs> I just think it's funny that like almost every other comment that you and I have made has been like, yeah, if we just take this deck back to Sliver Queen. Maybe you should. I don't know. Doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm doing it right now. So anyway, so like I think like the, the, the cards I chose were more static effects that weren't just based around Slivers. Sure. Well, I mean, I can appreciate that. But this is a sliver deck, some bitch, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's actually a sliver that does something kind of like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, sliver. I, have I don't know. Just I mean, all your stuff indestructible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, this actually is an interesting card, huh? I'm telling you, look, it it looks like not much on the surface, but I'm telling you, it does work. Well, maybe we'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that, Sliver Queen. Oh, man, what? you're going to go right. What are, the, what are the odds? It could be anything. What are the odds? <laughs> no, no, I have to hold off until the end. Yes. We have to see all the cappings. All, all right. My under 50, I'm going to cut the Screeching Sliver. So Screeching mm -hmm. Sliver is a single blue creature sliver, 1-1. One, one. All slivers have tap, target player, puts the top card of his or library into his or her graveyard. Once again, works significantly better with a Sliver Queen build <laughs> where you have piles of tokens. Right. So what we're going to cut it for is another card that I didn't even know existed up until like maybe a year or so ago. And then I didn't buy it because it's like, that's eh, my Sliver deck. I'm not spending money on this deck. Virulent Sliver. Oh, is this a poison one? Creature Sliver 1-1. One, one. All Sliver creatures have Poisonous 1. Whenever a Sliver deals combat damage to a player, that player gets a Poison Counter. A player with 10 or more Poison Counter loses the game. Yeah. Here's how it's different from Infect, though, everyone. <laughs> poison 1. They get the 1 Poison. They still take the combat damage. Oh, Where Infect right. deals damage in the form of Poison. Right. That's where it's different. So now, and I and I think it could be one of those cards that kind of slides under the radar, maybe. Sure. Like, oh, it's poisonous, but it's like, dude, you're just gonna take three damage and get one poison right. counter. Not the end of the world. They might be like, oh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to lose my creature to prevent one infect. Exactly. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it. But then later in the game when you get out your tons of slivers and you're able to truly go wide, it, I think it's a fair infect card because I still have to hit you with 10 things. I can't right. just put down a sliver hive lord. Oh, they're all 2020 infects now I yep. win the game. I agree. And I think but but to your point, if we go back to the sliver creating idea, when you have 20 slivers, this is also similar to like the Gale Rider is so low cost for the output of it. Um you can really put some points in. I have one of these lying around if you want to trade me for it. It's also Oh, uh we'll just trade the Mariner for oh, it. Oh, soul. 
Done. Done. Uh, yeah, I have a whole stack of I have a whole stack of slivers that have accumulated from friend of the show Tice. Here we are. And the mystery booster that I had a guy on Facebook who was going to come and trade me a Shockland for him, and he never showed up. So that was very exciting. Oh, there you but go. I agree. And, and again, this isn't as backbreaking as Triumph of the Hordes out the gates, but it kind of is yep. if you sequence it right. So 100% up more with the Verulent. All right. Well, what's your next uh, under 50 cut and under 50 ad? All right. So you're going to be upset. Oh my god. I'm not cutting Rift. No, what? No, 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 You need that. You, you right. need you need that. <laughs> no, um, so the only reason you have this card in the deck is because you haven't either proxied or invested in the land base, right? So I'm actually gonna cut Oh, I actually have it in the deck. I'm gonna cut Amulet of Vigor. Yeah, I know, right? What? Your back your pet your backup favorite land card. Hold on, I'm I got like You have nine almost half my lands are tap lands. I have 14 lands that come sure. in tapped. But only um, nine of them are not situationally untapped. Sure, but the other five, I have to have two basics out. Right. And I only have two of each basic. I agree with you on that. But also, if you wanted to make this a real deck, you would either proxy or find the other lands that you have out there. I, I, I like this deck. I don't like so much that I wouldn't even waste a three dollar <laughs> proxy in this deck. Then you shouldn't waste. Then you shouldn't waste a twenty two dollar amulet of vigor in here either. But I think I already have like one or two sitting in a binder that I pulled. Right, from because you've realized over time you don't need them. So I'm cutting this. The CMC doesn't matter. And I thought about putting in a card that we actually ironically talked about earlier. But this goes back to the board wipe recovery phase, right? So I want to put in a Patriarch's Bidding. Three colors, black, black. Each creature, I'm sorry, each player chooses a creature type. Each player returns all creature oh. cards of a type chosen this way from the graveyard to a battlefield. $21. Ooh, $26, $21. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. But in my opinion, this is a card where you will, this is a card for even if you're playing against other tribes, you still win the game. This is like your win the game button, right? It's late game. You have your Gale Rider sliver, your sliver that gives haste. God help you. I hope you have the cloud shredded sliver in the in the graveyard. Maybe some <laughs> of those legends, maybe, right? And late enough, you just wait, you wait, you wait. You bide your time. You're down to like five life. People are tapped out. They're out of counter spells. Boom. Okay, I'm naming slivers. I'm gonna get 20 cards back that will all deal 14 damage a piece or whatever the case is. What do you want? Okay, one demon that's a six six. What do you want? Four elves that are two twos. What do you want? Uh, nothing because you're not playing tribal, and you're playing in you're playing in our Sunday group, so you don't have any creatures in your graveyard because you only run two of them. That's amazing. <laughs> So that's why that's so I thought about putting um, living death in here as like a, a pseudo board wipe, but again the problem is is that this deck is going to, the way that this deck loses is against other creature decks right, and you're gonna yeah. have to try your hardest like we talked about about destroying their creatures before they destroy you. So living death in a, in a sense potentially could be a downfall for you right if they just get yeah, every, everything back whatever it is. Whereas this. You're going to choose slivers and get everything back from your graveyard. And they're going to yeah. choose something else and get very little back. And I mean, you, basically, your, your argument for it is the same reason why you would run an open the vaults and an enchantment or artifact heavy deck. Because I'm getting way more back than probably my three opponents combined. 
Completely agree. And most importantly, this card does come in gold border. So you can pick one of those. <laughs> Not getting that. Uh, don't think I'm paying $21 for it either. But yeah. I do I do like I do like it. Um it's very interesting. I I like the concept. Mm-hmm. I almost think because my CMC is so low that maybe instead of this, I think I do have an extra Rise of the Dark Realm sitting in my binder downstairs. It's four more mana, right, sure. sure. You get everything. But yeah. I get I get everything, but it's more. It saves me twenty dollars. Yes, I I agree. <laughs> like like so I think and then again like patriarchs bidding, rise of the dark realms, um, uh, whatever the one we just said, uh, living death. Thank you. Um, any of these things where you can just take stuff out of graveyards directly to play. If you're if yeah. if you if you got to a point where someone needed to board wipe you because you're too scary, you're going to be able to bring that out and just go ham on it, right? Yeah. And I like that you're adding more black into the deck since we cut some black with the ghost flame that put me down to eight total black symbols in the deck. And what what I think like in a five color deck, once one color gets so small, you eventually start having to cut those lands because it like it just doesn't make sense. So I do like the idea of getting more black Mm -hmm. in the deck to help even that out. So now that's a very cool card. I've never heard of it. There you go. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. No budget time. Right. I'm going to cut turn aside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turn aside, single blue, instant counter target spell that targets permanent you control, 20 cents. Back in the day, I thought in my head, oh, this is so amazing. Any spell that's going to target a permanent I control, Swan Song's 10 times better. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I can pull. Wait, are you just cutting it for Swan Song? <laughs> No, okay, no, right. no. We're cutting it for another sliver. Okay. Uh, once again, this is one of the few times, it, it's kind of weird. Uh, this is one of the few decks where the CMC has already been so dramatically low, and it's not like some ultra competitive deck to where it's like, I can afford to increase my CMC. It's fine. So we're increasing it for a card that I assume also sees play in Yuriko Shadow Sliver. Oh. Two colorless blue. All creatures have shadow. It's a 1 1. Oh. 35 cents. Wait, what's the CMC on that? Three. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I mean, I I know you mentioned that I already have a lot of slivers that already have some sort of evasion, but like, honestly, I I think I I want this deck to function, whether it's with Sliver Queen or (laughs) with First Sliver, to where I land like a door of destinies type of effect. I land, I don't have it in the deck, but like a Cathar's crusade, uh-huh. uh, the sliver hive Lord, even is it hive Lord or overlord? Which one's the plus one? Uh, that's Legion Legion sliver Legion. I land it and I have enough stuff out there. That's like, I can kill someone right, right. now. And I think redundancy, redundancy, redundancy is huge. And having two different slivers that get flying, one that gives trample, one that gives shadow, a card that gives fear. Like if I have six, seven, eight, nine different ways to do this, it's not like you're, I wouldn't be playing the deck right if I had the Gale Rider out and there's no flyers on the board and I just played Shadow Slayer. That's just being a bad magic player. I'm going to hold the other cards up then when you board wipe, okay, now I play Shadow Sliver. Oh, you board wiped again? Cloud Shredder Sliver. Oh, you board wiped again? Here's my Trample yep. Sliver. Uh, you know, you know, and until I get more graveyard stuff in the deck, it's good to have five plus options of evasion 
that are all very low CMC. It's not Weird. like I'm saying, hey, for eight mana, I get evasion. And so. the only person I have ever seen play Shadow in Magic in EDH is friend of the show Tice because he's a freaking Dutch maniac. So I'll drink <laughs> for that too. But I completely agree. Like, this might as well say, this is just another copy of Slivers can only be blocked by the Slivers. Like, that's how rare yeah. it is that you're going to see Shadow in sort of play. So, especially for this also. Is this a new low for your personal recommendation? 60 cents? I think so. It's got to be the lowest, I right? Know. Yeah. What a pro. What a pro. What a pro. All right, man. What do you got? What are you cutting? What are you adding that you're going to make me say, I will pay $20 for your Patriarch's bidding because this card's too expensive? Uh, well, you're going to choose, you're gonna have to pick and choose here. So uh, I literally wrote down your least favorite sliver. So I'm also going with Screeching Sliver because everyone plays their deck different. Um, same thing. It's just fine. Um, I'm going to cut it for a card that should not be $25 but is. Um, and there's a whole cycle of this. I think this is the one that your deck needs the most. We're gonna cut it for Kindred Discovery. So, oh, sure. three colors, blue, blue. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature you controls of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. Um, so what I thought about this card compared to all the other Kindred cards is every time I've seen you play this deck, whether it was Sliver Queen, First Sliver, whatever it might be, right no cards that's it you're like okay boom yeah. boom boom like efficiency 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 top deck land here we are <laughs> you know what i mean We're, so like i think having a card in this deck will kind of give you um and, and there might be some other ways so there might be some other effects that would be similar where i think this deck slivers needs to come out fast and hard that's also what she said. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, but but more importantly, it said. needs to come out fast and hard, and it can run out of gas way faster than some other tribes, right? Like vampires is a good example. Like there's so much draw in those colors. Whereas now, like sure. each each and the thing that's really interesting about slivers is like each sliver that you cut for ramp draw, like you know, you're hurting the tribe. Exactly right. You're cooling the tribe, if you will. Whereas I think this this card out of all the kindred and all the kind of expensive tribal cards, this is what you want. Because not only is it when it enters the battlefield you draw a card, it's also when it attacks. We talked about how it gets in the red zone yeah. and all that stuff. So if it was me, this this is gonna increase the curve to like maybe 2.8. But the upside of having yeah. this in the deck and being able to to fill up your hand with the with the sliver or otherwise is going to be with the first sliver or the silver queen either one of them is really going to be gangbusters for you. I can't believe this is twenty five dollars. So this is, but this is I think you like this is what's so frustrating about running tribes right where it's like these cards only got printed once and the thing that we talked about on the last our alternate universe podcast of how tribe like this only came out in that one tribal set where all the decks were so good they got bought out and no one wants to sell these cards because they're so good right so there's like no market for them maybe commander legacy you know but again that's like yeah I, 
Yeah, that's a pipe dream. Right. I mean, granted, maybe not. We saw what Double Masters gave us reprint-wise. It's just for Commander Legends, we're going to have to pay $500 a box. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, no, I'd, I'd love to add, honestly, what I would probably do, since we've kind of synced up on a couple <laughs> of the same cuts and ads, I think I would actually probably cut the Hazards Monument for the Kindred's Discovery, because yeah. it's basically doing the same thing. It's just now it's on ETB, opposed to only cast. Right. So then, you know... If I did switch back to the Sliver Queen, uh, I get it off the tokens. Uh, the whole red spells cost one less. I got 14 red pips in the deck. I think we've cut a couple. Yeah, right. So it's not going to impact me there. Um, so I think that's probably where I would Makes go. Sense. So I could fit in the Shadow Sliver uh, or the uh, uh, Infect Sliver. Mm -hmm. But I like it. I I mean, obviously, I bought, I bought those pre-cons. So I'm... The weird thing is, like, now I'm at that point to where some of these older cards are coming up more expensive, and it's like, I know I bought the set, and it's not like as a random, you know, the commander sets are the commander right. sets. So I know I had it, but then when you moved back to town, you helped me do that filter and do that mass trade-in. So now I'm like, wait, did I trade it in, or is it in a deck somewhere, or did we choose to keep it in the binder because it was a really good card? I don't really know now. Just search, uh, just search on your inventory on Tapped Out. I'm sure all your decks are up to date. Yeah, that, that'd be great if it was uh, up to date. And what would also be great is the <laughs> fact that we're at the end of the episode and has promised. Here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're going to be giving away those three really super sweet lands and announcing them each week through the month. So today we are announcing drum roll, please. Psych. No drum roll. We're going to be giving away a Hall of the Bandit Lord what? from Kamigawa. Ooh, or yeah. uh, El Baño. Uh, hold on. Give me one second. I know how this is in Spanish. It's, uh... I mean, El, El Baño's bathroom El Baño is a Just a thought. Del Bendito or something like that. It's incredible in Spanish. Fuck. <laughs> well, to enter, it's extremely simple. If you want to get that awesome card, just help promote the content that we produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media um, and by joining our Patreon. You will also announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News September 1st and social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will be happening every single month. I get tired of saying it, so I'm going to move on to the next section. <laughs> But if you love what you heard, listened, watched, all the consumed, uh, whether it was on YouTube, a podcast platform, leave a five-star review. Leave some feedback that we really like the nice messages. Uh, but if you'd like to reach out to us and find out more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they sliver in to your DMs? Ooh, nice. Um, I... I'm still on the Tweeterverse, coming in hot at Big Tuck Tweeting. You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com, where we will have the deck list. Uh, Big Tuck puts a great article together. Basically, if you type into the interwebs, Crypt Sliver, Might Sliver, Door of Destinies, Tower.com, you'll find us. Squee McGee, if people want to find out how to get a hold of yourself, how would they do that? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can uh, find me on the Twitterverse at Dear Squee. You can email me, preferred method of communication. It's 1995. Still love it. Uh, keep them coming. That is Dear Squee at Yahoo.net. No, I'm kidding. That's Dear Squee <laughs> at CMDTower.com. Uh, other than that, still, come and find me in Kansas, but at least stay six feet away. <laughs> 
He can handle all of your audio needs as long as you're six feet away. Does have a full studio if you are in the KC metro area. Um, if you would like to hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing and let them know that you really do support these monthly giveaways, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower. So do that you came from the collective. Uh, they do sell game boards. They sell the dice. They sell the play mats, the CMD Tower merch. They sell all the stuff. Hey, hey. Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Another way you can support us is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as that Discord access to getting the uh, aforementioned Squee McGee coin, the forward mentioned Big Tuck Monarch token, and the Mr. Combo reminder, suck it token. As well as you get additional entries into the monthly giveaway. And of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So Tuck, I know this is a deck when we started this whole journey, you were like, we're never going to talk about these decks. We've talked about a bunch of them, but the mysterious first sliver, uh, which I didn't even say why I call it mysterious. It's mysterious because it's Cascade and the deck's trash, so you don't know what kind of trash you're going to get. So how do you feel after we talked about this hot piece of garbage? Man, it's hard. Also what she said. Yeah. Here's the problem with slivers. It's way too easy to build them to be like the slivers deck, you know what I mean? It's very hard to pick and choose how to make it a non, how to make it a unique slivers deck, right? So I think, put it on the counter, I think by going back to the sliver queen, you'll be going, <laughs> you will be making progress towards um, the way this wants to go. It's really hard, um, especially because I don't like slivers anyway, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, I will say, you know, this is this again. I've talked about this a bunch. Look, this actually was really fun to talk about, right? Like, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how slivers have evolved. Like, what mechanics Wizards has printed for them, which ones they've refused to. These weird sort of like ancillary ones, like Fate Seal, which we didn't even get into. Um, yeah, like I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. How do you, like, how do you feel about? Yeah, you've had this deck for a long time. Like a long yeah, time. Yeah, like, like you mentioned, like me, like every other EDH player, is one of my first five decks ever done. Um, and, you know, I think in the beginning, I really enjoyed the deck. As time has gone on, I have just evolved as a Magic player, and I like more intricate mm-hmm. decks. Decks that truly make me think. A sliver deck does no thinking <laughs> outside of, I just need to remember all the effects they give right. each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's really it. And very simplistic decks, I do not have fun playing. I want the theme to be a little bit more complicated. Even like my Bird of Prey deck, which we will be getting to later, um, not this month, but we have a month for the Commander, or a Voltron month, so we'll be doing it then. Um, Even that deck has some intricacies to it to where I can do like these cool interactions and things with my opponents and just in a unique way to where slivers it's really just smashy face play as many as you can but i will say this i have had less fun since i put the first sliver as the commander (laughs) um i'm putting it on record uh i will leave it at the article as is but the sliver queen will now be the commander as of now all hail the monarchy yeah, and, and I think the reason, guys, is a lot of the slivers we talked about, it's when a sliver enters the battlefield, it does right. this. That's more geared for the sliver queen. 
if I wanted to retool the entire deck, take out all majority of the ETB stuff, and put in more pump slivers, mm -hmm. then I think first sliver is where you'd want to go. But just ETB slivers, nah, you gotta go Sliver Queen. She's the OG, she's the best. There's a reason that a pristine copy of her is almost two it's two hundred and twenty dollars. I know. And is this one of the ones that you used to have at one point and then no, you got never. rid of it or traded it? Like when I was younger and someone had one, it was <laughs> it was thirty dollars and I was like, whoa. Way too rich for my blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and head on back to the hive, guys. So, sliver out. Sliver out.